Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. Hello, Ivy Church. Hello, Ivy Church. Welcome to Ivy Church. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. long to be accepted by others even those of us who may say we don't care what others think on the inside there's a deep need a yearning for intimacy and affection this is especially true in our relationships with our parents whether we gain or miss out on parental approval has a tremendous effect on us even if it's been years since we've had any contact with them What happens in our relationships with our parents can and does affect every other relationship we have. Many of us will be able to remember with deep inner joy any special words of praise and love we heard growing up, or with deep pain and shame, words of criticism, disapproval or rejection. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And this plays out most significantly and powerfully in the words of a parent over a child. What we have had spoken to and over us by our parents matters massively. And what we speak to and over our children also matters massively. In their book, The Blessing, John Trent and Gary Smalley show that no matter how old we are, the approval of our parents affects how we view ourselves and from this comes our ability to pass that on to our children, our spouse, our close family and friends. Many people, perhaps unknowingly, spend their life striving for unconditional love, approval and acceptance, which is vital to our identity, security and emotional well-being. Today we're looking at the biblical blessing, which is generational, a blessing to be passed down through the family line from one generation to the next. Receiving the Father's blessing in biblical times was tremendously important. It was a cultural practice in which a firstborn son becomes the image of the Father, inheriting his Father's status, property and blessing. The blessing God gave to Abraham would be passed on to Isaac and the generations to follow, just as God had promised. And for Christians, receiving the blessing from God, our Heavenly Father, is still as powerful today as it was then. So if you're someone's parent, this is a really important message for you. And if you're someone's child, this is a really important message for you too. So let's each of us come before the Lord and hear what he has to say to us today. We continue our journey through Genesis in chapter 27, when we read how Isaac prepares to bless his eldest son Esau. But he's deceived by his wife Rebekah and second-born son Jacob, who together trick Isaac into giving the blessing to Jacob. The lengths they go to to steal the blessing shows just how powerful the blessing was to them. It carried weight, it carried authority, it carried inheritance rights, and once given, the blessing was irrevocable. So, 
here is Isaac getting on in his old age. His eyesight's failing to the point where he's almost blind and he knows he's near the end. So he calls for Esau, the firstborn, and tells him to go and hunt, to prepare him some food and then bring it to him because the time has come for Isaac to give him his blessing. However, Rebecca overhears this conversation and she wants Jacob to receive the father's blessing. So while Esau is out hunting, she tells Jacob to go and get the meat so she can prepare the meal. Then she disguises Jacob as Esau, putting goat skins over his smooth skin and dressing him in Esau's clothes in order to trick Isaac. Jacob, now disguised as Esau, goes to his father and gives him the freshly prepared food. Despite Isaac's doubts and questioning, are you really my son Esau? He believes Jacob's lies and is fooled by his disguise. So Isaac blesses him. Come here, my son, and kiss me. So Jacob went to him and kissed him. When Isaac caught the smell of his clothes, he blessed him and said, Ah, oh, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you heaven's dew and earth's riches and abundance of grain and new wine. May nations serve you and peoples bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers and may the sons of your mother bow down to you. May those who curse you be cursed and those who bless you be blessed. We'll come back to the words of the blessing in a moment, but just before we do, I wonder how Jacob must have felt when his own mum disguised him as his older brother in order to gain him the blessing and approval of his father. I wonder if some of us have ever felt the pressure to be more like our older, cleverer, more sporty, more capable older brothers or sisters in order to gain the approval of our parents. So many children seeking parental approval and acceptance live under the cloud of comparison, trying to be better, cleverer, more popular, more sporty, dressing themselves in someone else's identity in order to feel loved and accepted. And children whose parents are absent, physically, emotionally or spiritually, can end up seeking acceptance and approval from other places, leading to unhealthy and even dangerous relationships. I personally know the long-standing effect of an absent birth father and a cold and distant stepfather. I feel the deep wound of rejection which produces the desperate need to be liked, to please, to be loved and accepted, acting a certain way to fit in, like Jacob, dressing myself in different disguises and pretending to be someone I'm not in order to gain the approval of people I thought I needed to impress. The pressure of always feeling like I just wasn't worth sticking around for. I can tell you it's exhausting and it perpetuates unhealthy mindsets, attitudes and behaviours. My story is far from unique. In fact, the absence of at least one parent in the family home is now more common than ever. And therefore, the generational blessing we pass on is just as important in this generation, in this culture, as it was in Jacob's. And in order to bless our children well, we must first receive it from our Father, our Heavenly Father. So let's go back to the words of the blessing Isaac gave to Jacob. Now we might not be seeking to receive or give exactly his blessing. Smelling like a field might not be such an affirmation these days. Although anyone with teenage boys can probably relate to and be thankful for the smell of links. 
but the elements of the blessing give us a framework for how we can bless our children and the other significant people in our lives. Trent and Smalley break the blessing into five main elements. One, appropriate meaningful touch. Two, the spoken or written words. Three, attaching high value. Four, picturing a special future. And five, genuine commitment. So the first, appropriate meaningful touch. Every time the blessing is given in scripture, there's a touch, a hug, a kiss, hands being laid on, some kind of warm, tender connection. In verse 26, Isaac says to Jacob, come near to me and kiss me, my son. Nothing communicates love and affection like meaningful touch. Think about how you first greet the people you love the most. For me, it's a massive hug. Two, the spoken or written words. The blessing always uses spoken or written words. Our loved ones need to hear, I choose you and I love you just the way you are. We all need to hear words of affirmation and love. And in turn, our children need to hear them from us too. So don't assume your child knows you love and value them. Don't leave it up to them to guess and fill in the gaps. Tell them. Silence never communicates love and approval, but spoken words carry weight and power. Attaching high value. In Hebrew, the word bless means to bow the knee. You acknowledge the value of the other person for who they are, not what they've done. It's not fake flattery, but genuine words that bring life, purpose and value to those we love. They go deep into the very core of who we are and they shape and form our identity, our worth and our well-being. Isaac uses a word picture to describe something he loves about his son. He says, surely the smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. In other words, you smell like a blessing from the Lord. We might giggle at that. But seriously, for me, the familiar scent of someone I love can be almost as good as a hug, a physical connection. Years ago, after my granddad died, we had his coat hanging in the hallway for a long, long time. And as I passed, I would stop and grab it and smell deeply, breathing in his familiar scent of tobacco and tree bore mints. It was comfort. It was like he was hugging me. So I totally get why Isaac describes his son's smell as being like a blessing from the Lord. Then Isaac goes on to attach high value to Jacob. He says, let nations serve you and peoples bow down to you. How high a value does those, do those words communicate? And the fourth element, picturing a special future for the person being blessed. Isaac says to Jacob, may God give you the dew of heaven, the best of the land. Let people serve you and bow down to you. Now that is a prosperous, successful and significant future. We can't predict what's going to happen in someone's life, but our blessing needs to tell them God has a special future for you. Our words can help them picture that future and have hope, even when current circumstances don't seem to line up with that truth. In my previous job in a secondary school, I worked alongside students who struggled with very poor behaviour and were often in trouble and even at risk of permanent exclusion. I had a chair in my office where they would come and sit when they'd been taken out of lessons or been caught in a fight or rude to a teacher. 
Above that chair, on the wall behind them, was a poster which read, anyone can find the dirt in someone, be the one who finds the gold. I had it there facing me to remind me that whatever reason they were sitting in that chair opposite me that day, whatever the dirt we had to deal with, I had the power to speak life and blessing, to find the gold in them, to say, I see in you a person of value, a bright future. You are not dirt, you are gold. And I saw time and time again the power of speaking those words of value, which hold a special future, which find the gold in someone. I watched them walk out of my office with a different attitude, a different mindset, a higher value on themselves. It wasn't a quick fix. The problems were still there. The words needed to be spoken again and again and again. Because often for these kids, those words hadn't been spoken by those who mattered most their parents. The final and fifth element of the blessing is what holds all of the others together, a genuine commitment. Our words are powerful and carry immense weight, but without genuine commitment, they quickly lose their power. It's no good if you say you love your children, but choose never to spend time with them. It's no good saying we dedicate our children to the Lord if we never pray with them and teach them how to read their Bibles, to worship with them and grow them in their faith. In walking with our children towards a special future, in leading them and guiding them through every season of life, we remind them regularly of the gold in them, of their special future, of how blessed they are by us, encouraging them throughout their lives. We show them that we're in this for the long haul. Jacob received the full and complete blessing from his father. But what about Esau? We read later in the passage, when Esau heard his father's words that the blessing went to Jacob, he burst out with a loud and bitter cry and said to his father, bless me, me too, my father. Then Esau wept aloud. It ripped his heart to bits. Esau wasn't crying over his inheritance. He'd given that away years ago, sold it for a bowl of soup. His heart was torn for the loss of something much more powerful, much more valuable, much more life-affirming, something he knows he's now missed out on, and it means the world to him, his father's blessing. And that's what's needed more than anything today. Maybe you are thinking you haven't received the blessing from one or both of your parents. For many of us, we will have received at least one of the five elements. And for many, there'll also be at least one that's missing. But perhaps like Esau, you feel a deep loss of all five and think it's too late. Well, the great news today is that it's not too late. No matter what we missed out on, the place is left empty or wounded. God has already redeemed our past. In Jesus, we are chosen, fully accepted and completely loved by our Heavenly Father. As adopted children of God, we have the legal birthright of a firstborn son. Romans 8 tells us this, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. And our Heavenly Father has already given us his full and complete blessing. Ephesians 1 says this, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. So today, whatever our past looks like, the invitation from our Heavenly Father is the same as the invitation Isaac gave to Esau. Come so that I can bless you. 
This invitation is for you, exactly who you are, not disguised as someone else, not pretending to be like someone else, disguised in their clothing. We can't deceive or trick God into blessing us. He already has. So come, come into his presence. Find the meaningful place of connection with the Lord. Read the many blessings he has for you. Blessings which were written way back before you were born. It's given to us at this time here and now. It's for us and for our children and for our children's children for generations to come. Know and be transformed by the high value he has placed on you. You are chosen, set apart, his treasured possession. See the special future he has set before you. Perhaps one of the most well-loved and well-known verses in the Bible is in Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And then grasp hold of the promise he has given of eternal commitment to you. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Take some time to read and receive these truths deep into your inner being. And then take some time to give your blessing to your children, your grandchildren, your godchildren, to your spouse and to your close family and friends. As children of God, our words carry power and influence. So let's use them to speak what he speaks, to bless how he has blessed us and to speak life to our children and the generations to come. If you want more help with this, I highly recommend The Blessing Book. And you can go online to their website, theblessing.com, where you'll find a short blessing challenge which gives you the tools you need to be able to give your blessing to the significant people in your life. So I just want to bless you today in the name of Jesus and say go forth and spread the blessing from generation to generation in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.